0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long. And
0: good afternoon, good evening, good day, good morning, whatever it is for you. It's late afternoon for me. Uh, episode 347 of Your Tech Life, thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies, and Alcatel. The Idol 4 is coming soon. The GoPlay is on sale now. Plenty of great products available from Alcatel. Lots to talk about on this show. We're going to talk about Presto. It's dead. Dead and buried uh, is a political term, but it's gone. Presto will die in January 2017, replaced by a more expansive approach to streaming from Foxtel via the Foxtel Play subscriptions. We will talk to Bruce Maher from Foxtel and a very in-depth conversation which will expose some of the future plans for Foxtel Play as well. Um, I'm also going to talk tonight about dementia and an amazing virtual reality experience that exists. Um, I had this conversation for the radio show on 2UE and I want to bring it to you here as well. Um, we're also going to talk about a fun little app called Shed, which is a way of buying and selling, uh, basically, fashion, clothes. Um, sell your secondhand kit. The problem is... Facebook just launched a similar thing. I'll tell you about that shortly too. We're going to talk about drones falling out of the sky. We're going to talk about bringing back your retro audio. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin and Alcatel. You can get in touch whenever you want by going to the website eftm.com.au. You can get in touch with me directly via Twitter. Uh, just go to at Trevor Long or you can go to my Facebook page, uh, which is easy, most easily found via the website trevelong.com takes you straight there and for John Kelly who sent me a tweet today this one's for you
2: it might sound crazy what I'm about to say Trevor
0: Woke up this morning. You would have woken up this morning. I got woken up this morning, literally, by the news that Facebook had launched Facebook Marketplace. I say that because Channel Nine saw the news and rang me at five a.m. to see if I could talk about it on the Today Show. Lovely to be woken by such news because I don't mind talking about things like this. Um, so yes, Facebook Marketplace launched today in four countries: the U.S., the U.K., New Zealand, and Australia. Now. This is not the first foray into buying and selling on Facebook. In fact, I wrote about Facebook launching a, a system or a process by which people could buy and sell in groups. And those groups were categorized by like a buy and sell tab on your Facebook. Now, what it is, is the I think it's the outcome. I think this is the finished product, apart from obvious refinements that will continue <coughs> from many years of observing how people use what what we commonly some some of us we being me call facebay you know ebay is an auction website that allows you to list things for sale at a price or for bidding facebook uh, groups started like the north shore mums or um, northern beaches buy swap and sell and uh, administrators ran these sites and, and granted people access to these sites and then Once you're approved, you can take a photo of a cushion or a bed or a piece of clothing and you could put it up and say, you know, $20. And people would say, sold. And that meant they own it. People would say NIL, which means I'm next in line. Or people would make an offer. And after a while, Facebook allowed you to actually not just post a photo, but post a sale. So you say, this is for sale. So it's very clearly tagged as something that was being sold. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's very important for them to differentiate status, photos, videos, and for sale items. And now we know why. Because now they can gather all those things together and offer them in one place. Now, the way the marketplace works is you simply open up your Facebook app, and I did it this morning and it was there. It may not be there for everyone today, maybe tomorrow, but down the bottom you used to have Um, your newsfeed, friends, messenger, notifications, and then the kind of menu button. Messenger has been moved up to the top and it's been replaced in the middle by the marketplace. Now, when I click on marketplace, um, I immediately see women in dresses, iPhones, jeans, um, shoes, all these different things. These are items within 73 kilometers of me. Now, it's interesting, they've already changed that um, to kilometers from miles. It was miles this morning when I was on the TV. I can make it much smaller. I can make it go 13 kilometers. I can save that and I'll get a different list of items. These are items within 13 kilometers of me. Click on an item. I'm looking at an iPhone 6, $550, one month old, unlocked, 16 gig, selling due to an upgrade, selling for a friend, inbox or comment for more details. I can see the person who's selling it. I can message the seller. Off you go from there. Now there's categories, I can, I can look for household um, goods, I can look for furniture, I can look for games, video games, I can look for um, hobby, anything. There's a whole range of categories. But critically, I can also click sell and I can just choose a photo or I can take a photo and I can then list an item for sale. Very easy, very couple of step process, tell it what it is, how much you want, what category it appears in, you're done. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to be part of a group now. You can just sell stuff. And then people within 10 kilometers of me, 100 kilometers of me, might see my product for sale in their Facebook marketplace. It's a hyper-localized direct marketplace. Facebook do not charge you to list. Facebook do not have anything to do with the transaction. You can transact in cash if you like. Facebook make no money from you listing or buying things. How they make money in the future, we don't know, but most likely they make money because they learn more about you. They learn what you're interested in. They learn what you look at and they can uh, sell advertising to you in an even more targeted way. So it's a very, very big deal. And you know, I think Face, uh, eBay and Gumtree would be absolutely concerned by this because not just because it's cheap, but because it's convenient. It's right there in your hand, the Facebook marketplace. You kind of can't miss it and people will be browsing it because it's there. So this will be really interesting over the coming um coming duration to see exactly how um how it evolves and how popular it is because one of the things you can do is you can see how many people have seen an item. So I can see 115 people viewed an iPhone 4s 16 gig white unlocked 150 bucks. I'll give you 100. Um so you know you can really see this stuff. Um a very interesting evolution for Facebook Um, and one they had to get involved in because it's a booming space right now. Um, Anyway, check it out. Um, I've written a quick story at uh, eftm.com.au and there's also, uh, you could watch uh, clips from the Today Show this morning. Just go to ninenow.com.au and click on clips and the Today Show and you'll find it.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: And we do it all thanks to the good people at Alcatel. Uh, The GoPlay is on sale now. Uh, You'll find it at uh, direct retailers like Big W or perhaps uh, Australia Post. Different places, waterproof, shockproof, dustproof. You are always ready for action with GoPlay. Because of its waterproof, shockproof, and dustproof nature, you can go crazy. Lollipop 5 running Android, 25 milliamp hour, 2500 milliamp hour battery, 8 megapixel rear camera, 5-inch screen, 4G compatible, a couple of different colors, and it's durable. This is the phone for you if you're out and about and, and active. It's the phone for your kids if they can't be trusted. Um, but it's only $299. Cracking great product from Alcatel. Check it out at alcatel-mobile.com slash au, or just Google Alcatel Go Play. Easy as that. <laughs> And a quick reminder, not on the radio anymore on the weekends. Talking Tech on Saturday afternoons at 3 o'clock. Now on the radio five nights a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, you'll hear me 8 p.m. on TUE Talking Lifestyle in Sydney. Uh, you can stream it via the internet at tuetalkinglifestyle.com.au. Um, we'll be broadcast into a bunch of other metro areas soon. But right now, every single night, uh, you can listen to me on TueTalkingLifestyle.com. 8pm uh, Sydney time, Monday to Friday. Nice and easy. Talking tech, taking your calls, helping you out and bringing you a range of interviews and news. Uh, it's all there for you on, um, on TUE Talking Lifestyle. Uh, thanks for your company. Let's keep cracking on episode
1: 347. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: The big news today relates to Foxtel and it's a big announcement regarding Presto. And we've talked recently about the streaming video market, the streaming video wars, many would call it. And it seems, although my next guest would most likely disagree, we may have our first victim. Uh, Presto will shut down as of January next year. And to talk about that and the future for Foxtel in streaming, Director of Corporate Affairs at Foxtel, Bruce Mars, on the line. G'day, Bruce.
3: G'day, Trevor. How are you?
0: No, very well. Um, now, Presto was a joint venture between Foxtel and 7West, Channel 7. Um, yes. Today, it was announced that you were buying out 7West and that presto was closing is that uh, is that defeat in the streaming wars
3: no no not at all um, in fact it's really tied up with uh, what we've decided to do with our Foxtel play product which which we can talk about mm. but I think um, what it really uh, says is that we're going to be we're focusing on what we do best, which is delivering great content both linear and on demand
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, seven is going to focus on what they do best, which is uh, creating and distributing great content, including for um, Foxtel and for, for Presto um, in the last few months of its existence. So, um, but we think that, that you know, it is a very crowded market. It's a very competitive market. And what we really want to be able to do is differentiate and have a product that stands out as being uh, different and superior to, to the other offerings. And, you know, the truth is that Presto was was much like the other offering. so yeah. we think uh, we think it'll be more successful to uh, to play to our strengths.
0: I have to say, it's one of those things where you'd love to be a fly on the wall, to have known how the conversations went to start, presto, let alone wind it up, but I'd like to say that for some of us, we, we always thought you should have done this with Foxtel, uh, Foxtel Play, which we'll talk about, but but you kind of needed to dip your toe in the water with streaming and be seen to be part of that market so it kind of it was ne- it was ne- it was either going to go one of two ways and and in the end this is the in my opinion this is actually the right direction for Foxtel Bruce because i've written today Foxtel is renowned and known among Australians as a subscription TV service and even today even you believe whatever figures you want about Netflix and Stan and their numbers people still are beginning to understand what internet content is. So what you're suggesting now is that Foxtel Play, which is a subscription service, monthly subscription, no contracts, is a streaming over-the-internet service available on a range of devices, but it's essentially, you know, you're getting Foxtel channels, and, and it's, exactly. it's selling what you've always sold in a different way to the many people who just either couldn't afford or couldn't get Foxtel.
3: No, that's exactly right. Um, and it means uh, two things for consumers. Um, first of all, that they've got choices in the way that they consume. So, as you say, multiple devices. They'll, they'll, still, they'll have access to linear channels if that's the way they want to watch television, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people do. Um, and also they'll have access to on-demand. And, of course, all Foxtel customers have access to a, a range of ways of getting on-demand um, content. Mm. And then the second important thing is that it is the premium Foxtel product, the, the quality, first run, um, high value content that you can get through the main PoxTel service, just delivered in a different way. So um, access to sports, uh, access to premium drama, access to all of the local content that we make, all of that can now be delivered at a lower price point and in a, a more flexible manner. Um, through the Foxtel Play service,
0: and can we put it in a more um, tangible way for people? Uh, if you want to get engaged in the Game of Thrones drama that has gone on for many Indeed. years, Game of Thrones is now available. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fifteen dollars a month. That's right. And that's exactly something right. So something, like Robot, show, something like on Mr. Show Robot, something like Mr. Robot, likewise is is fifteen bucks a month because that's now showcase is now in the fifteen dollars a month, which is one of the entry levels. Although there are entry level packages for ten bucks.
3: That's right. So what we've done, uh, there's a, we've sort of looked at uh, what's been done around the world. And one of the most successful models is Now TV in the UK. Uh, and essentially what they do is rather than having the, the broad uh, entry package, which you know, is a pretty traditional way that subscription TV is offered, and we still offer that, um, you have sort of these uh, verticals, if you like. So there'll be a lifestyle, uh, kids, and documentary, and each of those would only be $10 as an entry mm. point. Yep. Um, And then the the two more uh, drama-related one sort of higher-end drama and the other one's a bit more entertainment drama and a bit of reality, they're $15 each or $25 if you buy them together. And then you can buy through to sport or premium movies. So um, it certainly creates more flexibility. It creates lower entry points. I mean, we still maintain, though, that broadcast uh, over, in our case, satellite or cable, is still the best way to get high-quality super-reliable access to video. Mm. Um, Not, you know... Even with the National Broadband Network rolling out, uh, you know, there are issues around delivery over an IP service. And um, so... uh, and, And the other thing, of course, is... Uh, with Foxtel Play, you, um, you know, bring your own device, so yep. you, you, you have to supply whatever it is. A no installation TV, your... fee
0: and all those kind of things associated yeah, with the waiting and, for and a Foxtel install. Depending Installer.
3: on your plan and your ISP, you also pay for the bandwidth, whereas obviously we pay for the satellite transponders, for example. Now you, you mentioned you, you mentioned
0: two important things. Let's let's touch on them both. Firstly, sport. So Fox Sports would have to be one of the most critical parts of the of the package lineups, the channel lineups for Foxtel because of the exhaustive number of rights that they have and speaking as an as an individual, I, I only have foxtel for the Formula One brew. So I if you didn't have Formula One, I probably wouldn't need my Foxtel. So I could now, if I didn't have the cable in my home or didn't want to put an IQ box in, I could now get say the Doco package for ten bucks a month and then add on sports. So for thirty-five dollars a month, I've now got the sports channels as well as a bunch of Docos and all the live news channels. That's uh, that's again. That's like fifteen dollars cheaper than it was to get the sport before. Again, starting to become compelling for people who always have wanted Fox Sports.
3: Exactly. Um, so, I, I look, I, I, we think that there's a sort of a if you like a continuum in the market of people who, um, you know, maybe can't afford the higher end product and maybe don't are, are happy to accept the fact that they're getting something online and therefore there's you know them. Sometimes there are connectivity issues. You know, if the internet yep. gets very, very busy, it can be it can be difficult sometimes. But they're happy, happy, happy with that. Through to other people who want the full IQ experience. They want the WiZBand set-top box that records everything. That you know gives them search and recommendation capacity. They want to, if there's a problem, they want to be able to ring a call center and get get um, get some help with their issues. All of that sort of stuff. You know. So um, as I said, it's a sort of a continuum of uh, of service.
0: Yeah. Now. The other thing that's critical is quality, and the, the number one bit of feedback I've had today is still not HD. So where does Foxtel Play go with HD?
3: Uh, so that's in. It's definitely in the product pipeline, and. Uh, I, I haven't got a specific date, but no. sometime early in uh, 2017, we be, will be launching HD for all of those um, on-demand and uh, IP-delivered services.
0: Well, that's big news for people who, are, who, who want the quality as well as the, the availability. Because uh, with the greatest respect, I think Foxtel had one of the most innovative product lineups in the internet. IP world with the launch of things like Foxtel Guide, Foxtel Go, some years ago, and it feels like Stan and Netflix have created a new bar or a new benchmark for the way streaming uh, television should happen. And I, I guess when you say product pipeline, that's where the work is going now. You've 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 re yeah. you've reimagined the packages. Now you need to rebuild the product.
3: Exactly. So you'll find you know additions and like that um, occurring. Uh, you know, we'll also introduce our own, what, what's been called a puck device. So a little, you know, our own small mini box that okay. will be cheap to buy and that you can plug into a television to to um, get access to this service too. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming down the track.
0: Mm. Is the Apple TV one of those things?
3: Uh, look, we, we're looking at all of those sort of options. Um, I don't know whether Apple TV is in the offing at the moment. I'd have to check on that. But look, we've got a pretty, pretty open mind to you know wanting to make it easy for people to get access to to our content. Mm. And for that matter, you know, you may have read that we're we're also looking in the next generation of of these puck devices and the next set top boxes to try and to make the platform available so that you could get free to air catch up potentially Netflix, Netflix kind of thing, you know, yeah. and other services through the one box so that you don't have to keep changing inputs and doing all that sort of mucking around. Ideally, integrated into a search engine too, so that you could you know looking.
0: Universal search something
3: yep. and it happens to be on Netflix, what it will tell you the box will say it's on Netflix, you know click this button and go and watch it
0: so just lastly then um, in terms of of the product offering and the, the, the way the the channels are available for everyone as do you, do you expect to see some churn of customers who are currently satellite or cable subscribers who will go actually, I only use it in a mobile sense, and you 'll have this kind of maybe six or twelve month period of leveling out of people finding their way of delivery. And then overall, subscriber growth. Because I would assume that if you go from broadly 30% of the households, because you make it available simpler, cheaper on all devices, you should be able to grow that percentage number quite rapidly.
3: Yeah. Well, look, I think we see it growing both ways. I think, you know, yes, there, there may be some uh, amount of churn but the experience with Now TV in the UK is that's not substantial. Mm. And then the other thing coming the other way, though, is once people get used to paying for the product, then being able to say to them, "Hey, well, why don't you get the premium experience with the, you know, with the better the better set-top box experience, mm. etc." And then, you know, encouraging them to move up to the to the full of Foxtel that becomes a, an easier proposition as well. So, but you're right. I mean, the primary thing is um, is getting people excited, engaged, buying the product, and growing the business that way.
0: Presto is dead. Long live Foxtel Play, Bruce. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks for your time.
3: No problem. bye Bye.
0: Now, i wrote a story this week which I think was important to talk about um, regarding the surf life-saving shark patrol drones. Now, there was a a terrible incident in Ballina uh, about a week and a bit ago where a 17-year-old boy was bitten by a shark. Fortunately, he survived and is okay. But immediately after that, the government basically deployed every possible resource around Ballina to to keep an eye out. And one of those is, I think, called the Little Ripper. Now, the Little Ripper is a huge drone. It is like a mini helicopter. I mean, it's a giant thing, right? Uh, Would barely fit in the back of a wagon, let's put it that way. And the blade span on top is huge. Now, this thing is, um, it's an autonomous vehicle. It's remotely controlled and piloted. And it's, it's also backed by Westpac. And it carries the Lifesaver branding as well as the Little Ripper. Now, I heard reports that, The Little Ripper went missing. It flew west, flew into the sunset is what I was told. I then investigated and found, I believe it was located shortly or sometime later, in Bushland. And what that says to me is they lost this thing. It went off course. It did not follow instruction. Now, it seems fortunate that it came down in Bushland because it could have come down anywhere. But the fact that, you know, it's been poorly reported or not reported at all worries me. And secondly, who's in charge? I rang the Westpac Lifesaver helicopter people. They went, oh, nothing to do with us. It just carries the same branding because they got some Westpac support. I rang New South Wales Surf Lifesaving. They said, he's the CEO of the Little Ripper company. I rang him. No answer. No answer. No answer. I sent him some text messages. He said his media person was calling me. They never did. And they still never have. And, um, and to this day, all he said is, oh, it's all fine with us. Now all I all I think right now is that that's dodgy as heck. You don't tell someone in the media that the media person will call you and they never do. So I'm suspicious at the very outset, but I'll I'll allow them just to say, well, it, when it came down, they found it. Now they they went on to fly what they call the mini little ripper, which is just a normal kind of drone, but with about uh, eight blades instead of um, uh, instead of the standard kind of four. And this guy, in fact, a very close friend of mine, was in Ballina on Wednesday, Thursday, sorry, and saw them flying this thing and it came within range of a light aircraft to the point where they brought the thing down and got straight on the phone. Now, I'm not having a go at the Little Ripper company directly. I'm just saying this just proves that it's not just average everyday hobbyists that can have problems. And if we are going to commercially back and government back drone programs, we need full accountability. So I'd be interested to see what comes of that. Probably nothing. But anyway, if you ever see anything like that, don't ever hesitate to get in touch with me via the Facebook page, via the email at the website eftm.com.au or um, via Twitter at Trevor Long. I honestly can't remember if i told you about this product. I should look back. Spotify, no. no, 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 I maybe did. But look, here's the thing. I... I have been playing with a product from Laser called the Encore Grand. Now, the Encore Grand is a record player. Got your vinyl records, your 33s, your 45s, your 78s, and this thing can play them. But it's also a cassette deck. It's also a CD player. It's also an AM, FM radio. Also has auxiliary in, RCA out, auxiliary out, USB recording, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. It could you could play a vinyl, plug a USB in, and record the vinyl. It's very cool. It's two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars at Big W. The Laser Encore Grand. Honestly, it's not the best quality audio in the world, but it absolutely will bring your classic audio records and cassettes to life again, which is something most people have waited a long time to do. Nice, simple product from Laser, Aussie company, L-A-S-E-R, Laser, the Encore grant. Our details are at eftm.com.au. Now, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, and you know they love their golf, and the stylish, sleek, and lightweight approach S20 GPS Golf Watch boasts the new Auto Shot round analyzer feature, which automatically records the location and distance of every shot and uploads it to Garmin Connect for post-round analysis. Additionally, the S20 can be paired with a new true swing sensor that goes on your club to provide in-depth swing metrics. This is the kind of technology that Garmin are famous for. The S20 can get up to 15 hours of battery life in GPS mode and eight weeks in watch mode. um, And it has a 5 ATM water rating so it can withstand the elements. Um, Great set of features. If you love your golf or you know somebody loves their golf, This is a cracking product, as are all the golf products from Garmin. You can check them out anytime you like at garmin.com.au.
1: Talking technology without the jargon. Your tech Tech Life life with Trevor Long.
0: Most people have probably heard the phrase, put yourself in their shoes. Now, it's virtually impossible to do literally, but even metaphorically, it's difficult when you're trying to picture yourself in the shoes of someone suffering with a terrible disease. Now, Alzheimer's Australia Victoria have created an application that tries to do just this. Educational Dementia Immersive Experience, also known as Eddy, is a new virtual reality smartphone app which enables people to see the world through the eyes of a person living with dementia. The brains behind this wonderful invention is Dr. Tanya Petrovich, and she's the manager of business development at Alzheimer's Australia Victoria, and she joined us on the line this evening to tell us more. G'day, Tanya. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Now, tell me first, before we talk through how it works and what it is, what was the purpose behind creating a virtual reality app?
2: Well, we actually started in 2013 by developing the virtual dementia experience in Parkville in a specially built uh, room, which is called um, Dementia Learning Centre, but it's um, um, an immersive environment where you have colour lighting, surround sound, and a screen that's 10 metres long and and 2.5 metres high, and we screen on there a um, the um, game, if you like, uh, uh, of uh, a, a home where you walk through the home and yeah. you experience what the home would be like if you had dementia. So that's just been phenomenally uh, successful. And, um, you know, we're actually getting people to, to think about how they care for a person living with dementia, and they're changing the the way that they care for people after the experience. So
0: you've got kind of a life-size screen experience, and your challenge was then to go, well, how can we make this something that people can at least visualize in their own home? Is that the way it became an app? Yes, correct. Let's put some numbers around. I mean, how many people are suffering with dementia in Australia?
2: Uh, 304. 48,000, roughly, yeah. Wow, and then obviously
0: there's a similar number caring for those
2: people. Correct. Well, if you, numbers of carers is, is probably close to um, about one and a half million because if you look mm. at family carers and professional carers, that's the sort of figures they're looking
0: at. So I tried. This is obviously you know a difficult thing to explain on the radio. And I installed the app Eddie on my smartphone, my iPhone. Yeah. Um, we've got a we've got a, a pair of what they call Google Cardboard, and you've created a branded um, Alzheimer's Australia um, version of Google Cardboard, which people can get from the website we'll give shortly. But the idea of Google Cardboard it's a very um, it's a very simple. Fold up, you know, bit of cardboard with a couple of lenses in it, and you put your smartphone into this, yeah. and then you hold it up to your face. Yeah. And so the reason for that is because a, it blocks out as much of the world around you as possible, because that's the really big part of an immersive experience. And secondly, the lenses um, actually amplify the, the the video so that you feel like you're you're actually seeing the real world. And the thing about our smartphones today, Tanya, is they allow us to to know which way you're looking. So when you're standing in the shoes of this dementia sufferer um, standing beside their bed you can look around you can see the clock says 2:59 a.m. you can hear your partner talking to you through headphones or, or the speakers on on the uh, on the smartphone yep. what is the experience meant to portray as you install it on your smartphone and you, you you look at it through through your eyes what are you meant to see and feel through the experience
2: okay so look it's a very ordinary um occurrence of getting up in the middle of the night and going to the toilet. However, for a person living with dementia, there's a whole lot of issues that are coming at them. So, for example, um, I can get up and uh, standing on a floor that's patterned for you and I would be quite okay, but for the person living with dementia, it can appear to be moving. Or uh, wallpaper, if it's patterned, can can cause visual perception issues. But um, on top of that, you've got um, sounds. So there could be sounds in the environment and light in the environment that could be causing you to misinterpret what you're seeing and hearing. Mm. Um, So people living with dementia are, if you like, getting a whole lot of information coming in, but making sense of that information is really difficult. For you and I, we can can ignore the background information that we've got coming in, but for a person living with dementia, they can't. the background noise and the things that they need to be paying attention to all become one.
0: And obviously this information has come through many, many years of dealing with dementia sufferers and understanding and trying to articulate the things that they say they're seeing, hearing, and trying to then represent that visually for someone so that they can live in the shoes of of someone suffering dementia. Is that the general premise here? Yes,
2: absolutely. And we've actually... um, Within this app and previous applications that we've created, we've always talked to people living with dementia and their carers to really get their stories. So, for example, one of the um, features in the um, virtual dementia experience in Parkville, we have a scenario where you go to pick up a toothbrush and the toothbrush morphs into a razor blade um, because that's based on true stories where people have tried to wash their teeth with a razor blade. Because from a distance, two objects appear to be almost the same, but clearly not. Wow! Mm.
0: Wow! And, and look, the thing about the app is, and I get, uh, and I guess I'm, I'm preempting it here, but it's a very short experience, very it overwhelming. Is. I'll be honest. Um, I was a bit taken aback by it. Um, I sat through it just in the office here, so I didn't even, I didn't even have the goggles on. I just sat with my phone in front of me and kind of walked through it. But the sounds, the 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 visuals. Um, you know, it only took five minutes to go through the experience and, and I don't want to spoil where you end up and how it all goes, but it's, it's, it's a bit overwhelming and it makes you feel quite, um, quite deeply affected by the experience. And that, I guess, the whole point is to get people then to ask more questions or if they are directly affected or, or caring for someone, they, they have a bit more information and you're just trying to raise awareness and take people back to the website to, to get that more information
2: that 's right that 's exactly right, and look, some people sort of say, "Well, you know I found that really overwhelming you know why are you doing this to people mm-hmm. and, and, but that 's exactly it we 're saying here you are having an experience that 's only minutes long. Just imagine living with a condition yeah. twenty four hours a day for years, and the just the frustration the the anxiety all of that that builds up over time it's it 's a very difficult condition, and um yeah. So by giving people this small snippet, it's it's hoping that people will shift their perspectives and really understand what this condition's like.
0: And the app is called Eddie E D I E. And is it available on iPhone and Android?
2: Correct. Yes,
0: it is. So any any smartphone, basically on the yeah. Google Play Store, or on the app phone, on the on the iPhone. If you just search for E D I E Eddie. And, and maybe search for dementia if it doesn't come up directly but you'll you'll see it and recognize it when when it's there because it'll talk about the fact that it is a, a virtual reality experience um, the logo just for for interest is a, is a kind of green logo with two black e's directed at each other if you're trying to find it in the app store um, Tanya it is a very i'll be honest an overwhelming experience but i I totally get why you've done it that way. I totally understand what it's meant to do and I think the the point is to encourage anyone that is even halfway af- affiliated with someone who uh, is either recently diagnosed or, or someone else in their family. You know, you just you've got a friend whose mum or dad has just been um, uh, diagnosed. Then you can you can go through the experience, so you can have a different conversation and and obviously start the the journey of, of learning and understanding more. Got it.
2: Yes. Thank you.
0: That's exactly right. Yes. The website uh, for for your organisation is
2: fightdementia.org.au. That's it. And then forward
0: slash Eddie if you want to find out more about it. E D I E. Good on you, Tanya. Thank Dr. You. Tanya Petrovic behind the app. But great. I mean just mind blowing to do it and I encourage people to download the app. It's free. Um, just download it. You don't have to have the Google cardboard. The the cardboard you can also go to their website and, and buy those. You actually could do it. If you if you sat on a chair in a dark room, it would probably be enough to hold the uh, the phone up in front of you. Um, The um, the cardboard you can buy
1: those at JB Hi-Fi. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Now a quick one here. I thought this was really cool. Um, The internet is great for many many reasons. Uh, Google, uh, cat videos, obviously, Uh, and buying and selling stuff. Right now, buying and selling stuff online is for many the number one thing they love about the internet. It has totally changed commerce. It's changed the way we design shops. It's changed our expectations of customer service, and it's changed how much we're prepared to pay for things. It's also made a hell of a lot easier to buy and sell good quality second-hand goods from other people. So think eBay, think Gumtree, think Facebook. I don't know if you've seen this or if Nikki's doing it, but you know Facebook is huge for people buying and selling yep. things in their local we, area. Yeah,
2: we have Northern Beaches, buy, shop and sell. That's
0: right. Our next guest, if our next guest gets his way, Shed will be the thing we're talking about next. Now that's Shed, S-H-E-D, S-H-E-D. It's a brand new fashion social marketplace and it's just launched in Australia. Shed is all about buying and selling second-hand fashion items, but it does it in a more sociable way. The founder of Shed is Alex Huntley and he joins us live from the glitzy surrounds of Dubai. Good evening Alex. Good evening. Now, give us the elevator pitch about Shed. How is it different from just another buy and sell app?
4: So, so Shed is um, is is a is a mobile first, fashion only um, selling experience, and it's targeted towards targeted towards women. Um, and so, I think the difference that, that we're enabled to do with Shed um, from some of the other things that you just mentioned, like uh, Facebook groups. Um, and, and some of the more traditional marketplaces um, is that uh, we're location-based, so every item you sell um, has a has a GPS code tag to it, um, so you know you can find things that are a few minutes away from you. You can get your lunch break. Um, we actually also in the app use um, the uh, messaging, um, commenting, liking technology, so that you can very quickly speak to people. So the process is, is much, much quicker and easier. So when I installed um, it, it asked like...
0: to, to me to give it my location and allow me to, to see that all the time. Now, obviously, it is aimed at women's fashion, but let's say my wife here had, um, you know, a dress she'd worn or a jacket she hasn't worn for years and doesn't need anymore, but it's, you know, high-quality, high-value item, or, or she's just worn it once and, um, you know, it's done with, or shoes. You list the item, and then people will find that because they're close to you it kind of narrows down the search so that you're not overwhelmed by everything that's on for sale in Sydney you're finding things that are for sale around you.
4: But that's exactly right. Um, and so if you're um, in Surrey Hills um, you can you can search for things that are just within one kilometer of you or five kilometers of you. Um, so the meetup process is, is easier. you can go out on your lunch break, uh, especially if it's a high item a high, high price item, uh, like a bag or shoes you can go check it out see the condition um you know that kind of thing if it was a car you don't mind driving two hours to go yeah. and have a look at it but when it's um when it's a fashion item you you want you want stuff that that's uh you want to be able to, to do that quickly and and what we've seen uh especially with women is very often um and, that, and that's an, another reason you know you're not just doing this purchase behavior once every year or so it's it's almost daily in some cases. Obviously. Now so that location makes a big difference.
0: When I look through the photos in the app, these are things that are really for sale here in Sydney right now. They do look fancy. I'm no fashionista, but is it maimed at designer clothes or could it be anything at all?
4: So so we, we're looking at the, the full spectrum. Um, and the One of the reasons for, for starting Shed was um, we did some research and we estimate roughly 50% of the average women's wardrobe is made out of stuff that they've either worn once or never worn at all and have no intention of ever wearing. Right. And this is everything from a, from a high street, um, pair of jeans to a, to a designer pair of shoes that look great in the window, but actually are a little bit uncomfortable to, to, to wear in. So we, we stretch the, the, the full spectrum, um, of, of items, um,
0: and you mentioned the liking, commenting, and and all those different social aspects we see on social media now. How does that play in? Is it is it more about just liking stuff so it finds other things, or is that a way of letting the seller know that you're interested? And then you just say I want it, or do you bid? Is the process fixed?
4: So so Shed acts as a um, basically a, a virtual meeting point. Um, so so we connect two individuals. Um, over an item and then let them sort out the, the details of the trade so mm. if they want to negotiate or, or anything like that we don't have a bidding process in place or, or anything like that um so some of the the so so messaging uh, private messaging tends to be where most of the the deal-breaking stuff happens um but the liking and commenting just lowers the bar a little bit to, to allow those conversations to start so it's kind of uh, like you used to have a poke in facebook or something where it just says hey you you know i'm I'm a little bit interested in this i'm you know, just trying to get some information but it's it's not a, a hard core kind of offer so so in the social media space obviously and, and especially with a younger audience it's pretty common to to start to use these different ways of communicating and just having little nudges or emoticons or things like that so we wanted to try and and they have a very personal feeling in in the way that people communicate it and a very modern uh, and, and free flowing kind of experience.
0: Lastly, you're a startup. I, I always get curious with startups. It's free to buy, it's free to sell in terms of there's no fees. How on earth does Shed make money? How, what is your plan?
4: Um, so, so I think Shed is. Uh, I mean, there's there's two kind of um, things for us. One is. Um, if, when we see a, an opportunity here, a gap in the market where there's um, millions of dollars of clothing, millions of dollars of inventory sitting in people's wardrobes that is completely underused, and that's uh, that's uh, a great opportunity, and it's also a, a kind of an, an issue when you look at ethics and environment and things like that. So huh? we can see this. So there's a there's a great opportunity there to uh, to monetize at, at some point.
0: All right, good luck with it. Uh, Alex Hutley, the um, founder, the creator of Shed, and uh, for the ladies listening, uh, S-H-E-D-D. Shed is the name of the app. All right, that's a up. Right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 347 of Your Tech Life. Google have a big announcement tonight, the Pixel smartphones. I'm not sure it's going to be that amazing. But I'll be on the Today Show at 8.50 a.m. if you get this before then. Otherwise, we'll be on Two Blokes Talking Tech talking about that and all the other news of the week with Stephen Finnick later in the week. Uh, until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Jump on Facebook. Uh, just go to trevorlong.com or search for Trevor Long on Facebook and you can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Back next week.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.